kids. Welcome to Book Snub, a podcast about books. Only bad books, though. We read them and make fun of them because we have no lives. Just kidding, I have a life. I just choose to do this. Hey, kids. Hey, kids. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the radio. We're not we on any radio. more enthusiasm. What? I'm just not we enthusiastic. We are very enthusiastic. I ate chicken. I ate so much chicken tenders and curly fries for dinner that now I want to, like, hibernate for, like... I always want to hibernate. The rest of college. Why is there two weeks, son? Welcome to Book Snub, the podcast where we read really bad books. Wow. And it's almost as exciting as Potatoes makes it sound. I did not have too much chicken because I am a born-again vegetarian. What? Are you really vegetarian? Yeah. But not but not vegan? Absolutely not. I enjoy eggs. You are just talking hey, about potatoes. Are you vegetarian um, because of a certain movie that came out recently? First of all, get away from me. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> as much as I love Umbaku, that was not the inspiration. But it'd be nice to tell people that. You can have curly fries. That's also a type of potato, so that might be um, cannibalism. Thanks, Ivy. Anyways, we read You're something. Welcome. Uh, yeah, and potatoes. That that person there is Ivy. That that person over there is Jazz. And um... <laughs> over there. Over there. And to my left, we have Jasmine. And to the north. Jasmine. Stop that. <laughs> We read something that was much worse than Black Panther. It is Divergent. Most things I read can for this podcast, everything I read for this podcast can be defined as much worse than Black Panther. I mean, most things in I'm gonna general. Say most things I read in general. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. It was pretty good. You know, life is just being disappointed when things aren't as good as Black Panther. You know what movie I went to recently that wasn't as good as Black Panther that I'm a little riled up? Please, oh, Ivy, no. <laughs> Save it for movie snub. <laughs> are we, are we, now we have to have another podcast? No. Yeah, Wait so for our just spin-off. go to our spin-off podcast. Movie snub. Where movie we snub. snub the latest film. I feel like that's not as... Or you could just go on a 10-minute tangent talking about a certain movie, kind of like how you went on a 10-minute tangent talking about Twilight at the end of the last episode. Jazz, I need you to release the Twilight episode to the public, the Twilight mini-sode. But that was, was quite relevant. Good, as I recall. It was extremely good. We went through four books in like 10 minutes, like the fastest we've ever gone. It was a warp speed. It's because we didn't actually like... Okay, well, I've never read a book for this podcast, but we didn't. <laughs> it was just like, well, finally you admit it. I've read some of them, okay? But it was just like, I think this happened in it, and then we would talk about that. Okay, but I was being accurate, because I definitely read all four of those books, and I'll be darned if I have to read them again. I read all I four. erased the entirety of Twilight from my mind, so I could not participate in that di- um, discussion. I read it. I remember it. I wish I didn't remember it. I wish I could erase it from my mind, especially the baby. The baby's creepy. Anyway, Divergent. Renesmee. Please stop. <laughs> okay, yeah, anyway. So, we're diverging from the subject of Twilight to talk about Divergent. This episode today has a light mention of suicide. You've been warned. Dramatic violin music. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, it's a dystopian book. Uh, 
to recap. Where we left off, our very cherished main character, Triss, was about to die. So yeah, her enemies are like hanging her off of this waterfall and are like, die. She's just like, no, brother, help me up. And then Scar's like, then perish. <laughs> so yeah, the Lion King happens. And then Killmonger anyway. comes and throws her off the waterfall. <laughs> and then... <laughs> We're comparing this to such better movies. <laughs> yeah, then her um boyfriend, uh, what's his name, seven eight nine, he shows up and he saves her. And yeah, then he says, "Don't call me four, basically. And then she's like, "What should I call you?" And he's like, "Nothing." Oh, yeah, this was long oh, I before he, was he say actually. Five. <laughs> Don't call me four. My real name is eight. <laughs> <laughs> What's his, what was his real name? Like Angus or like Angus? <laughs> <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> How did you get Angus from Tobias? I literally have no idea. Tobias. Okay. Toby. I'm calling him Angus from now on. No, his name's not Tobias no more. It's Angus. <laughs> anyway, so. Angus introduces them to stage three of the competition. So apparently stage three of the initiation to Dauntless is a maze of all the fears. Oh, I like this. Behind him, the word Dauntless is spray painted in red artistic lettering on a concrete wall. But but art's not allowed. It's artistic, Teddy. They probably, I'm imagining... What's that one font, like the cowboy one, where it's like, cowboy cowboy or something? I hate that font. That's what I'm imagining, just like, Dauntless. (laughs) Ew. Anyway, um, so stage three starts, uh, her friend Al, who, like, teamed up with her enemies to throw her off a waterfall, commits suicide. At Al's funeral, Triss and, um, her boyfriend, what's his name? Nine Inch Nails? They have this really, like, romantic tension convo. In which, like, he tells her that he wants to, like, break her. Yeah, that's... And I don't know why that's important, but all it does is, uh, it, like, confirms the foreshadowing that they've been doing for him, which is that he is also from the Selfless Monk faction. Who's from the Selfless Monk faction? Angus? (laughs) Angus? Um, what's his name? I am number four? I am number four. So anyway, the next day... She decides to follow, uh, what's his name? Another one bites the dust. Yeah, to, like, his little, his little fear scape, as they call, like, the fear mazes. That's, like, the last thing they have to do is face all their fears. In front of, like, an audience. I feel like every five pages, they're like, we just got new tattoos again. Oh, yeah. Tris loves her tattoos. Like, every five pages, she's like, gotta get a tattoo. But she only gets them on, like, her shoulder areas. Kind of weird. It's like, space it out. You're going to run out of skin. And then you're going to want a new tattoo. So anyway, she follows him into his fear maze. And she finds out that he's like the son of the supreme leader of abnegation. That guy who like was the dude who talked at the choosing day or whatever. She finds out his real name is Angus. <laughs> nope, it's Tobias, actually. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> she finds out his real name is Tobias. So I can stop trying to come up with number names at this point. So anyway, she finds out that the reason he went by four all these years was because he only has four fears. Ah. Ah. Anyway, so she finds out he only has four fears. Uh... So yeah, he shows her the fears. By oh, go- yeah. She can get a test run of the trial 
So yeah, his last fear involves his dad beating him, and then yeah. Triss decides to stop it by like stepping between like the dad and poor. So then Toby and her are like, yay. She's very like dismissive of most of his fears. Like, oh yeah, she is. Like the first three, she doesn't even care about them. Yeah, he's claustrophobic, and like he's like panicking like hell as this room closes around him and she's like you know most boys would enjoy being trapped in close quarters with a girl and it's like don't be an asshole she's very dismissive of anybody else but if anyone was dismissive of her she'd be big mad like if anyone was just like girl a murder of crows is not going to murder you she'd be like excuse me they were real to me wait hey, did you just like continue recording the podcast while i did this yes well what i was going we to finished say the book, actually. is we finished it when all right Ivy, say what you want to say say what you need to say it's not a very good joke but he goes into his fear thing and then um it's a dementor and the only thing he fears is fear itself so 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 your joke was um dementor that was a necessary addition. Uh-oh. I love the violin in after, you know? You know? Background music That's yet again. That's just how it be. On this bitch of an earth. So anyway, while she's studying for her final test, she decides to go to the smart people faction, Erudite, to see her brother, because her mother told her to go see your brother and create the super serum or whatever. Um, so they go to Erudite, and they mention the bean. <laughs> That was literally the funniest thing in this whole book. Wait, what do they do? They mentioned the bean, you know, that sculpture by... Oh yeah, the bean! <laughs> the Chicago, Chicago bean. bean. It's the big bean. I forget what its real name is, and I don't feel like looking it up. But the bean! <laughs> the bean. Think, yeah, I'm glad that, like, in post-apocalyptic Chicago, one of the things that's still there and unchanged is the bean. Nothing can take the bean out. The bean survives it all. So yeah. Her and her brother have, like, this really hostile conversation when she gets there. And then she gets, like, kidnapped by, like, two Erudite dudes. And then she gets taken to, like, the supreme leader of Erudite, whose name is Janine. Which is, like, not the most hardcore name in the world. Janine is basically like, are you divergent? And then Tris is like, no. And Janine is like, are you sure you're not divergent? It's like, okay. And Tris is like, no. <laughs> And somehow that fakes Janine out. One thing I love in this book is just, like, how many times um, Janine is, like, weirdly described as attractive. But then they try to say she's unattractive, though. It, like, keeps flip-flopping about whether or not she's yeah. attractive. When she saw her in the newspaper, she's like, oh, wow, she has really attractive eyes. And I'm like, Tris, I hate her. Tris has a crush on Janine. No. No. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. But, like, after she... <laughs> After she fakes Janine out on the being divergent thing, Janine sends her back to Dauntless, where she gets, like, cussed out by the mean man at Dauntless, who's like, I will kill you. So anyway, her and, um, what's his name? Angus go on, like, a really fake date, where he reveals to her that the Erudite are, like, planning a war on abnegation. There was, like, no foreshadowing of this whatsoever. How do you know? It's just, like, the smart people are trying to take out the selfless monks because the selfless monks run the government for some reason. Hey. Also, like, she immediately switches to calling him, um, Tobias after she learns his She name. never messes up. Even though you'd think that if he changed his name, it's because he doesn't want to be Tobias anymore. But, but she's know, still like, hey, you're Actually, biased. later, and he's, he's like, like um, call me 
call me Tobias all the time, and I'm like, so why did you just get this nickname? Well, it's so you can know how cool and mysterious he is when he's introduced, and you're like, ooh, who's this five fellow? It's just weird, because she hears, like, his dad, as his dad is, like, beating him, calling him that name, and then she's like, ah, yes, I will call him that name. And it's just like, Tris, try a little sensitivity. Gosh, yeah. So anyway, basically, oh yeah, and Toby also tells her that the way that the erudite, because, you know, the erudite are smart people, so they can't fight, because you're only allowed to do one thing in this world. So the erudite need people to fight the selfless monks. I don't really know why, because the selfless monks also can't fight, so I guess it'll be like a slap fight. (laughs) (laughs) the abnegation were to get in the fight so that's when toby tells her that the erudite are gonna like brainwash the dauntless into doing it because the dauntless are the only fighters so yeah the next day is initiation day and all that's left is the fear room fear maze i like the brief description of abnegation's typical initiation (laughs) what is Um, it the polite door thing i just like how it's just an official part that the older members wash the initiate's feet, which is weird. Well, she definitely just got that from the Bible. Yeah, definitely a Christian thing. Well, yeah, I don't get why the selfless monks are Christian. That's just not like, I mean, that's weird when you just like say that, but like, it's very obvious where that comes from because she didn't think once about maybe making not everybody be Christian in her book. Even though Christians have historically caused a couple of wars, you know, just like a few. A couple. Just like a couple wars. But, you know. She picks some food, and she just picks a plain chicken breast, a scoop of peas, and a piece of brown bread. I'll fight her. Which, why would Dauntless even serve that? Yeah, they're supposed to be dangerous. Don't they love, like, sriracha or something? Yeah, the Dauntless food should be like, how much hot sauce can I squirt in my mouth? <laughs> how many hot Dauntless, dogs the only can time I to eat, eat is a competition. <laughs> you just shotgun jalapenos all day. Dauntless is just drinking pure capsaicin. <laughs> they drink 15 coffees a day to just go. Mixing, like, Mountain Dew and Red Bull and coffee... And then just, like, chugging it. And seeing God. Like, and then seeing God. Like, that's what Dauntless should be. <laughs> Setting it on fire and then drinking it. Anyway, so Triss's fear room, like, involves all the stuff that she's, like, faced. So the murder of crows and, um, the box that fills with water. And apparently doing the, the frickle frackle with Toby. Because <laughs> one of her fears. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I find yeah. it so funny. <laughs> it's just like, and all the people who are watching this are laughing too, like the judges. <laughs> she comes out, they're all just like laughing. <laughs> they're just like, I can't believe this is one of her fears. You'd think at least some of the judges would just be like a little uncomfortable, but they're just like, ha! They're just like, ah, this version. Ah. Anyway. <laughs> When her fear room is over, she goes to do, do the, the dickly-dackly with the real-life Toby, but they have feelings to discuss. So anyway, after the fear room is done, Triss ends up number one, of course, over the whole entire initiation, despite the fact that she was, like, Which number six really in like the beginning. really, like, 15 people right now. Okay, but she beat literally all the people who grew up in Dauntless. Like, come on. Like, if she True. wasn't the protagonist of a dystopian novel... But anyway, she also 
figures out how the erudite are gonna mind control the dauntless which is like they're putting like new tracking chips in the dauntless like in some serum so they put like the mind control juice in there or something i don't know they should have just been more direct with this book instead of calling it divergence just been like you're a protagonist this just doesn't affect you. Yeah, that, that would have been a, so much oh, of a better book. Test yourselves right here. You're the protagonist. <laughs> this has never happened before. I'd it's actually read that. That'd be that actually hilarious. sounds fun. Yeah, that would be a fun book. It wouldn't involve random Christianity. Hey, Veronica Roth, we've made your book good. There are a lot of things we could do to make this book good. First of all, you throw the whole book in the garbage. Thank you, Ivy. You're welcome. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> anyway. The next day, the leaders turn on, like, the mind control chip or whatever, and so everyone besides Divergent people turn into zombies, so that's why Divergent people are so, like, dangerous to the government, because they can't be mind controlled at all. Because their minds are, like, too special. Because they have two personality traits. Strong. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So anyway, Tris is of course like looking at Toby the whole time, wondering if he's mind controlled, but he's faking it. But then of course he gives her like a wink or something, and she's like, "Ah, he's diverging too. <laughs> Would have seen that coming." <laughs> so yeah, basically they start marching the Dauntless towards abnegation. Then her and Toby start a. Uh, Wrecking stuff. Okay, they do the dumbest thing. Absolutely. They're like, oh, some people figured us, are, are talking to us, and we have to get out of this situation. And, like, they're the leaders controlling these things. And what they do is, you know, shoot them in the leg instead of, you know, just committing to it. And obviously these people just, you know, call in reinforcements. Wow. Why didn't they just kill I don't know because book would have gone so much better if they just you know killed them and then they could surprise. Are you advocating for murder? (laughs) Are you murder a murderer? I just don't like when people in books behave like in ways that people would not in order to make the plot go. That's really annoying. But like, okay, you're a murderer. Okay, no, it's not murder. Because you see, they're fighting them. So yeah, the war. This is yeah. Self- no, I don't actually care. Self defense. <laughs> um, she's like, I can't murder him. I can't do it. I can't do. Yeah. So they just like shoot everybody's legs, and then they're like, mm, "Seems like we're fine." They are not fine. They get captured by Janine. So yeah, it's just really bothers me when they describe Janine. So this is what I was talking about, where, like, they act like Janine is attractive, but then on page 430, they say her knees have stretch marks on them, and I'm just like, that's not how knees work! What? It she says her stre- knees wait, have she has stretch, stretch marks, marks on her What do you do? Of that all the body parts to choose for the stretch marks to be on, you went with the one body part that there would be no stretch marks on, because that's not how skin works. <laughs> Like, there's no, no yeah, like, that's definitely how it works. You can't have, like, it's over bone mostly. It's just a little bit of muscle and fat there. Like, there's just no reason for there to be, like, what? But, like, they describe her stretch also, marks on her like, knees. Also, it's like, it's supposed to be stretchy so you can, you know, move your knee. <sighs> so, yeah, that just well, really bothers because me. because that's why there's so many stretch marks, because your knees are stretchy. <laughs> Actually, maybe Janine is just, like, Mr. Fantastic. No, 
<laughs> no, yeah, she's Elastigirl. And she has <laughs> Don't stretch ever. marks. Yeah, Elastigirl. Same thing. She has stretch marks because she's always stretching her knees out. <laughs> it bothered me it. and it just really took me right out of the book because I was just like, I've never seen a knee with a stretch mark before. <laughs> anyway, so Toby and Tris get caught. And um, so, yeah, they decide Veronica to brainwash Ross Toby. never met me in her life. So, yeah. They decide to brainwash Toby for some reason. They're like, oh, he's only, like, part divergent. And I'm just like, what? You can be half divergent? Like, what does that even mean? Transform. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I am 30% German, 30% Irish, and 20% divergent. <laughs> so, yeah, they basically are like... They brainwashed him, and they just decided to kill Triss in a water coffin. So anyway, her mom comes and starts wrecking stuff. Why don't they just shoot her? Yeah, I don't know. They just decided to kill her by her fear, I guess. They know she fears the water coffin, so they're like, we'll torture you before you go. Yeah, but like, but like, if they had just killed her, then their problem would be solved. Exactly. You have to have time to do your Scooby-Doo villain monologue. You would think Miss Erudite would be You would smart. think Miss Erudite, who's, like, super smart, would not know not to do a villain monologue and just, like, kill the person who's a problem instead of being like, oh, do the I will use your fear against you. But you see, smart people are evil. You'll get it? Because smart is smart is bad. I hate intelligence. Yeah, this is the, this is the moral of Divergent, is don't go to school. Yeah, don't go to college, kids. I mean, Sam, actually. Wait. Hey, kids. <laughs> Drop out hey, of college. Howdy, folks. Hey, kids. Howdy, folks. Hey, folks, kids. Drop out. Please, please don't go to college. This is for real. Jump on a train. No, wait. Jump off of a train. <laughs> Jump off a waterfall. No, join don't the hippie faction. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't go. Okay. So anyway, her mom comes and saves her and, like, cracks the glass and... Her mom is like, I too am divergent. Da-na-na. And then her mom like has a gun and <laughs> becomes like the world's baddest mom. It's it's genetic. It's like hereditary. <laughs> hereditary divergence. So of course after her mom just like shoots like 30 people and goes like sprinting through the city with Trish, she dies. <laughs> wow. That's like, really funny so potatoes. <laughs> That's really hilarious why is this I so funny coming to you from a mile away it's just like once her mom shot in the first person I was like oh she's gonna die <laughs> so anyways after telling her daughter Beatrice that she's divergent uh, Beatrice makes it to some shelter where her dad and her brother are hiding and yeah she tells them mom died sad um, also her mom dies and then she's like Tris is like, somehow I get up and start running. I am brave. Yeah. And it's really. like, good job. She she also um, it? murders her friend, Will, who was also her best friend's, like, boyfriend. Not murders. Yeah, you know, that's let's, chill. Let's be reasonable. Although, she, I mean, hold on. Hold on. I was trying, I'm trying to see the exact um, situation. 
Yeah, I like how she worries later on about how Christina will take her murdering her man or whatever, and it's just like, I think Christina will understand. Well, okay, I think she'll be more worried about, like, the amount of people she murdered. Yeah, while she was, like, you know, sleepwalking. I I don't know. Priority one. She's like, I wonder if Christina's gonna be mad at me because I murdered her boyfriend. Probably not, right? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is what I was gonna say. They shoot the leaders in the leg. But will, you know, go right for the head. Yeah, I was just like, mm, I don't want to kill these people, but let me go ahead and cap my friend real quick. It's just yeah. like, wait a oh, second. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's like, because that happens like right after her mom dies, so maybe, I don't know, she just like became brave. Went for it. All of a sudden. She went rogue. She hulked she out. She watched her mom like kill a bunch of people, and she was like, ah, I too can follow in my mother's footsteps. That's my secret cap. I'm always brave. <laughs> no. So anyways, yes. um, so she makes it to the bunker. Bad meme, bad meme. So she makes it to the bunker and... We hope we deal in dead memes here. <laughs> and she realizes that in order to wake up all the sleepwalking Dauntless, that she has to go back to the main computer. I don't really know how she figures this out, but you know. She has to... Hack, hack, hack. Hack and... <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> That's basically what they decide to do. So they break back into Dauntless, like, they do, like, a long run across Abnegation. I guess Abnegation and Dauntless are, like, next to each other. And they do, like, some more Mission Impossible stuff, and she finds the main computer, and she finds Toby, who's being brainwashed, and she fights Toby and kisses, and kisses Toby. But not at the same time. I thought you were going to say kills, and I'm like, that's not what happens. (laughs) But, yeah, he's definitely hypnotized or whatever, and is, like, about to kill her, and she's like, guess I'll die. (laughs) So. No, she uses the power of love to revive his memories. She's like, I know you're in there. She's like, like, beauty sim. Because that's how it works. And he's like, I guess I am in here. Yeah. (laughs) Guess Mm. that really is how it is. Guess I won't be uh brainwashed so he overcomes it they um basically blow up dauntless and um uh, her dad died oh yeah her dad dies too that's that's fun yeah that's not as fun as her mom dying but unfortunately his dad doesn't die which is the worst oh yeah tobias's dad doesn't die but of course both tris's parents have to die just to like immediately be an orphan wow she can now be a disney princess Okay, ties back into the Sleeping Beauty. Or she can be, um, a Baudelaire. You know, actually, that joke doesn't, like, apply as much anymore, because, like, now we have Disney princesses with actual parents. Moana! How far out? I mean, Frozen, they didn't have parents in Frozen, and that was, like, the one before Moana. Well, Tiana also has parents. Well, his one living parent. Yeah, but Tiana is also, like, all of the other Disney princesses exist in, like, this nebulous outside of time sort of fairy tale world and then Tiana's just like in real history. Save yeah. it for movie snub. Are we doing movie snub? Are we locking Let's it in? Movie snub. Let's stop talking about books because I don't know how to read. I'm nineteen <laughs> and I never I'm actually learned how to read. I am nineteen. Okay, so welcome kids. This is movie snub. <laughs> Hi, hey kids, okay. welcome to movie snub. So anyway, a couple weeks ago, I saw this movie called Pacific Rim Uprising, <laughs> and I'd just like to take a few hours to tell you no, about all of my not, problems with not it, a few hours. starting with the first scene. We don't... Scene one. No, okay. Actually, I regret 
encouraging this. Why'd you do it, Jazz? Anyway, so to finish up Divergent, they escape Dauntless. Trish now has no parents. Her brother now has no parents. She makes out with um Tobias while sitting next to her brother on the train, so that's awkward. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's uh, there's two sequels, but we're not reading them. Well, well, we should talk about what happens in them if we remember. I have no yeah. idea. I barely even read this one. So there's one. like the green one... All I know is that I read the Wikipedia summary, so I know what happens in them generally, which is that Triss dies, which is like the only revolutionary thing. Oh my god, that's thing. hilarious. Yeah, she dies yeah, in the she third dies one. Yeah, she dies in like the red one, I think. Yeah, that's the last I one. I don't think I, I don't think I actually got to the part the where red she one. dies, but the red one. Um, the very but last I, I remember everyone being like, oh my god, Triss dies, and I was like, um, in like four, Tobias becomes the main character or something like that. It like switches to his perspective and then she just like up and dies. Yeah. So basically they end up finding out that their like dystopian Chicago is like some experiment. Like they basically live in like a walled oh, compound. It's like a vault, but above ground. Yeah, it's like yeah. the it's like the only place in the world where it's like that. Because they like leave Chicago and they go out and it's like you you guys don't have factions? Yeah, so they basically find out they were just, like, an experiment, and Divergent people are just people, I guess, who, like, managed to brain-resist the experiment. That's other books. Well, we're just generally giving the plot to let the listeners know that we will not be reading those. We're not gonna do those for separate episodes. If we run out of other books, totally. How can we ever run out of bad books when John Green is still alive and writing books? (laughs) We have, like, at least four more good John Green He's watching. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I, I still have, like, a minor complaint about the end of this. Is yeah. that... Okay, so all this data they're stealing is on a hard drive, and it's just one hard drive, and it's not backed up on any other hard drive, apparently. They're just like, we have this one hard drive, we're good. But Jazz, so, you, see, you see it was the Dauntless's hard drive. The, the Erudite didn't do it, and they're, they're the smart people. No, but, like, a bunch of the Dauntless people were just from Erudite in, like, a long-term, um, just plot. So, they they just designed this, like, huge supercomputer thing, and then they just had one hard drive, and the data's not anywhere else. You don't understand the Dauntless poisoned their mind with their ideologies of shotgunning hot sauce. Also, the book ends with her, like, you know kissing her uh boyfriend which is kind of weird seeing as like both her parents just died there's like a whole war with people murdering each other and then she's like yeah she's not like she doesn't like she doesn't like go into shock because she realizes her parents are dead or anything she's just like hmm kiss time for romance some more of that now i'm done Thank you, Chess. So anyway, back yeah, to so that summary. They, they find out they're part of an experiment. They try to take down the regime, and Trist, she met guys. The end, kid. Do they actually succeed? Do they win? Kind of, sort of, I guess. Like, I remember reading that Ford did kind of, I guess, continue Trist's ideologies. I don't really know what they are, because Trist doesn't have an original thought in her whole life, but she tries. Is escaping Chicago considered winning? I guess. Some people might goal. say that now. So it's Escape from Chicago. The <laughs> Escape series. from Chicago. Alright. That was a great book. Unprecedented. A good... what, a, what a good snub. 
I've been Patuda Tutus, and um, wow, this is a short episode. It is. Oh, yeah. next week, you know what we're reading? Wait, I'm not gonna say what we're reading because no, I can't. Right, we could fit in. We could it. fit in a movie snub. <laughs> I can't even. Okay, movie snub time. But That's we're not. In a movie snub. We're not doing Last... that movie that Ivy wants to do because she wants to talk about that for three hours. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Actually, yeah, let's finish up the episode and then do movie snub as bonus content. <laughs> bonus content movie. What movie have we all watched that we want to snub? You know? Um. Uh. It's a bad movie. What do we complain about? Um, we complain about everything. I don't know. What have you seen, Potatoes? Uh, yeah, complaining about it is not a problem, because I can complain about anything. Wait, are we stopping and starting recording? Um, yeah, hold on. Let's do an outro, yeah, that you started to do oh, that we, I interrupted you. Are we stopping? You. I've been You're Potatoes. Recording? I've been Jazz. And I've been... Please, please, I'll just, I'll just edit you from another episode in, I guess. <laughs> and I've been... I mean... I've been Thank soggy. You. It's really soggy. Oh, and, and I've been blue. Please blue send hair. us I emails. Blue. Contact us on social media. Please don't talk to us. Donate to our Patreon. Talk to Jazz. Talk to me. Give us so much money. Um, At the million dollar a month tier, we will come into your house and snub you. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just sit there and roast you for an entire day. Yeah.